Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. True Hill filling in for Jeff Calkins today. This is a combo that I'm very used to at this point. Let's welcome on Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Memphis Touchdown Club. Featuring coaches and speakers who shape college football. Get tickets at MemphisTouchdownClub.com. Chris, what are we listening to? That is Kooks by David Bowie from his album Hunky Dory. A song about welcoming a new kid into the world that out um, to Jeffrey today. Yeah. Um, it's a, I mean, what a day it is because, you know, Jeff is obviously not here because he's speaking at the um, memorial for Jennifer Biggs. And you have Jeffrey not here because he is welcoming a new life into the world. It just, it is a, a reminder and, and great perspective, honestly, about how uh, life operates. And you never know, you know, you, you got to hug your people. You got to tell them you love them. And then you have moments like the one that, that Jeffrey is having, um, welcoming a new kid into the world. And I, to me, it's just to put my mind around why I'm even here. It seems uh, almost crazy, um, me and Brad today, um, it just, you know, it's been a difficult week for us at the Daily Memphian, um, and I know that you have spent a lot of time with Jennifer because you've recorded a podcast with her, and oftentimes when we get in the studio together to record podcasts, um, it, it it usually comes right as you're wrapping up with her. Do you have anything right. you want to share um, today about Jennifer or, or any favorite memories uh, you have working with her over the years? Um, and, and just so people don't get the misimpression, I, I am also going to, to the memorial today. Um, but, you know, Jeff and I talked about it last week. I, 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 I sort of be repeating myself, but, you know, she was, she was a good friend of mine. She was a good friend to a lot of people. Um, I, I worked with her both at Commercial Appeal and here at the Daily Memphian. 
Um, I, I, I was a, her editor for a little while at the commercial pill. I was her podcast co-host, which she wrote me into. Um, uh, you sort of, you sort of did what Jennifer wanted you to do. She was a force of personality in that way. Um, and I, you know, I, she was one of the most, um, gregarious people I knew, one of the friendliest people I knew, one of the people, maybe the person, I don't know if anyone, I know anyone who was, who, who made friends more quickly, more easily than she did. Um, and she was really interested in life and interested in the world. I mean, that comes across in her food coverage, but she was interested in books. She was interested in travel and interested in family and interested in friends. And she was just really enthusiastic about life. And, and I, I'm certainly, I, I miss her already. I'm sure the service um, will be wonderful, as wonderful as it can be for a sad moment. Um, and, and Jeff will have some great, great stories to tell and great things to say. Um, but we can move on to the Grizzlies, which is what we typically talk about when you and I get together. We'll, we will be doing a Grizzlies podcast this week. So we've taken a little bit of a break because there's not much going on in the world of Grizzlies. But we'll be getting back together tomorrow if you want to go read yeah. or listen, I should say, that over the Daily Memphian. You do have your consumer's guide to the schedule out today. I was looking at it this morning. Um, you have a lot of four-star games on here. Did you have anything above four and a half stars? Was there a five-star on here? No, four-star is the scale, so four is as high as it goes. Okay. Uh, so you have four stars on the uh, MLK Day versus the Golden State Warriors. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, yeah. You had four stars also against the Indiana Pacers on Thursday, December 21st. That will be Jaw's first return home game, but not first right. Jaw's first game of the season. Why'd you go with four stars on that one? Well, it's the first time he's going to play in FedEx form. And it's the first time, you know, I'm only doing, I only, this, the consumer's guy is only for the home game. So it's a, sort of about, you know, a, a consumer decision people make about buying tickets or divvying up their tickets is sort of the conceit. And so, yeah, he'll, he'll have played a game, but he won't have played a game in Memphis. And so if you're, if you're talking about buying tickets, you're talking about like, you know, if you, if you share season tickets with someone and you're doing a draft, like, you know, you, you can't pick the game in New Orleans. And so to me, the first game where John makes his return to FedEx form has to be high on your draft list. Game eight, Minnesota Timberwolves, Sunday, November 26th, Thanksgiving weekend. It is Mike Conley and Kyle Anderson coming back to FedEx Forum. Four stars from you. I think you're insinuating something here. I think you're hinting at something. I, I just have a good feeling about that game. We'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. I won't push you any further on that one. Um, Phoenix Suns and the uh, last game national televised of the group play for the in-season tournament for the NBA, three and a half stars. Um, you had a couple other that were three and a half stars. I actually, I actually gave four stars to, and I sort of debated this when I looked at it. Usually opening night is like a sure thing, four star. I actually gave a higher ranking to game two. So they opened, they opened at home on a Wednesday night against New Orleans. But then two nights later, they get the Nuggets on a Friday night at home. And I, I actually think if I'm going to one game that week, I might go. I think I'm going to go to the Nuggets game instead of the opener. Hopefully people get to go to both. But if I have to choose one or the other, I kind of like Friday night against the defending champs. You know, this is an interesting question because the Grizz – I know two different people now. The Grizzlies are selling like half-season ticket packages this year. Like right. you can buy half the season. And I know that like when they when these 
half-season ticket packages were initially being offered, it was like you will either get because they could, they weren't promising depending on wh- whichever ticket you uh, package you got. They they had to base it on something whether you want A or B or whatever. So they said, do you want the Celtics or do you want the Bucks? Like that's how it started. I know well at least for a couple of people, and um, I was just for fun going through the list of games, trying to divide this into an equal package, half and half. And it's impossible right. because some of these games are so different. Because you might be right. Like, if you asked most people on on most seasons, most years, would you rather go to the home opener or the second game of the season? Right. Everybody would tell you the home opener, but when it's the defending champs coming in the second game of the season, it makes it different. Well, I could see the yeah. Grizzlies packaging up those even, right? Like, Oh yeah, somebody gets the home opener and somebody gets the Nuggets. It just—it's going to be challenging for them to do that. Yeah, and, and everybody—and I'm sort of doing this partly based on my own inclinations and partly sort of a sense of what the broad inclination is. But everyone has individual inclinations. So to me, it also matters that it's Wednesday versus Friday. And maybe there are people out there who'd rather go to a Wednesday night game than a Friday night game. I feel like the average consumer is probably more interested in the Friday night game because you have to get up and go to work the next day. Right. Well, that's probably true. And I, I just think, uh, the, for me, also, I would, per, I would still pick the home opener, I, th- I think, just because there's yeah. a little bit of fanfare to it, you know what I mean? And it's the first game back, and it's the first opportunity to watch the new players on the team. So I think right. I would still go with that, but I totally understand why some people would pick the Nuggets. Um, anything else, you know, about the NBA schedule stand out to you? We got no Christmas this year. I mean, we have. This is the first time the two of us have discussed this uh, together. Yeah. I, I, it feels like I haven't looked in terms of comparison to last year, but I feel like there's more home back-to-backs. Like back, not even some against the same team. Like you know, I, I think they had Houston back-to-back nights, but some just like late in the season. Like I think the lowest grade I gave was when the Hornets come to town. But like in March, they have a Tuesday, Wednesday back to back at home against Washington and Charlotte. I feel like there's a lot more of sort of that compression, which I think I approve of because it limits travel. But it seems like there's more of that this season. It does. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, but I will say there's not a long homestand. The the homestands to me, you know, you do get one long road trip that's a little over a week, and like you have right after they come back from Thanksgiving. They're home for a while, but that's right after the holidays. Some people will still be traveling back from going out of town. To me, it is a little bit – I don't know. I wish we had a long homestand at some point in the season, like five or six in a row at home, and it doesn't really feel like we have that this season. And then the other thing was like, I can't wait for Dylan Brooks to come back here. I am glad that they're getting that – you know, that – that's coming right at the thick of when everybody really starts to turn their attention to the NBA a little bit more. I cannot right. wait for that game. To me, that should well, have been four stars. What's interesting about that is they play the previous game is is at Houston. I think either like I think two nights before maybe. And so, depending on I, I think you know Dylan Brooks returning to Memphis to the Memphis crowd is going to be a thing regardless. But it feels like it could the juice could be turned up or turned down a little bit each way, depending on what happens in the first game. Right. Um, like, you know, if he, if he gets in a scrap with Marcus Smart or whatever, that's, you know, that would, that would turn the juice up even more for, for the homecoming. But 
the fact that, you, that the first time they, the team sees Dylan Brooks is actually going to come a couple of days before that. You know, it's interesting. I was also kind of hoping that the Grizzlies would go to Boston before they hosted Boston. Just because yeah, I think that would have made it better for the Marcus Smart stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's always a bigger deal when the players are returning to to their old team, not not the other way around. Um, I also did want to talk at least uh, a little bit about the FIBA World Cup stuff. I have been I have not seen every game live. Like I've just been interrupted by different things. I'm moving. We had the golf tournament, but to you, at, on a scale of one to ten, one being meh and ten being extremely compelling. How have these? How has watching Team USA been this summer to this point before they actually start the real thing? I feel like at least a seven, like 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 pretty high for exhibition basketball, right? I mean, these are exhibition games, but the close games they played, the Germany game and the Spain game, those did not have the feel of exhibition games, like in terms of the crowd atmosphere, in terms of the, the level of play, in terms of the way the, the rotations went. Like those, those games felt like the, it was the real tournament. You had to sort of remind yourself, oh, this is just an exhibition because it did not feel that way. And so I think, you know, I, I've always liked international basketball, these kind of national tournament kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's been really good. I think, you know, this team is obviously undefeated, but they've had, to, they've had to fight in a couple of those games in the Spain and Germany. And there's a lot of intrigue with it, particularly with Jaron and with Anthony Edwards. And, and I think the competition's good. And, and I think they've been good. Do we think Jaron is going to play more when the actual tournament begins? Because I remember early in those exhibitions, they were doing a, they had a rotation, and they were sticking to it, and it included you know guys on the back end of the front court. And I, I just wondered if we were going to see more Jaron once he's able to get his wind back, and uh, and if because he clearly to me is the best big on this team. So. Yeah, I, I, and I think there's a there's a drop off there. I, I think there's a meaningful drop off there, more so than maybe any other position on the on the team. I, to me, that's the flaw of the roster is the big men they selected other than Jared. I, I think none of them can really <clears throat> give the team what he gives them. And like I have not been super impressed with Paolo Banquero when, when I watched it, and Bobby Portis has been pretty good, but he doesn't have that, that kind of defensive presence. And Walker Kessler is still so young; they're not really playing him a whole lot. I feel like Jaron's at least the second most important player on the team, and I think he's going to be – I think they're going to lean on him a lot. So, yeah, I think so. Um, what are the chances we think USA wins this whole thing? I mean, obviously they're undefeated. They looked pretty good in two of those games. Um, I've, obviously, Germany has been tough on a lot of teams so far. They were tough on USA. USA comes back and wins the game. Uh, they, they beat Spain, who is the number one ranked team in the world. To me, I think they're still the favorite. I mean, we've done a lot of talking about how they're vulnerable this year. Like they could get got by somebody. Yeah. But in the end, I'm I've I've think I've switched my opinion where I I think it's pro- probably much more likely that they're going to go win this thing. So I think they're definitely the favorite. I think they're you know in terms of individual odds for individual teams, they're definitely the favorite. To me, the question is, would you favor them over the field over everyone else combined? And I actually think I do, but only slightly, right? Like maybe I give them a 60% chance of winning the tournament, which, you know, for one team among all is pretty high, but maybe not like what we're in the olden days were accustomed to with USA basketball. I mean, I mean, it was nip and tuck. Well, they ended up pulling away at the end, but it was real close to get Spain and Germany are good teams. I think France can give them a run. 
So I think, you know, in a single elimination tournament, like they can easily lose, but I would favor them even over the field, I think. Um, this is kind of an excuse to jump ahead to the future, but it, uh, like, honestly, yeah. this is something we've already discussed in our office within the last two weeks, trying to make plans just in case. What do we think the odds are Jaws playing on Team USA at the Olympics next summer? Because I think it's a possibility still. So it's a really interesting question because there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff on both sides of the scales. Is he going to be one of the 12 best American players a year from now? I think unless he, unless he alters his course or he doesn't get back on the, the course he was on, the answer to that is going to be yes. Um, is there going to be value um, from – is there going to be pressure to get him on that stage because of what he means, you know, from a promotional standpoint, both to the league and to his sponsors? I think those things weigh together. So if you put together the best team and the team that's going to make the most impact on, 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 you know, basketball beyond basketball, I think the answer is yes to him on both of those. But then you get into the question on the other side of the scale of the off-court issues he's had, which, I, which you know, I'm sure Team USA is not crazy about. And then there's the question of style of play in international basketball, you know, because he's not really a shooter and do they want, you know, a point guard who, who, who's, who's, who's not a shooter. And there's that question. And so I think it's, it's interesting, you know, dynamic. I mean, can you imagine like a John Morant, Anthony Edwards backcourt, you know, and who doesn't want to see that? That's yeah. I mean, that would be electric. Those two guys are both so dynamic. It would be fun. You do have to remember like Steve Kerr is the coach. So you're right. I, I think that's a very good point on do you want a point guard that's really a, a non-shooter? I don't know. I don't know what his answer would be to that. I mean, the other thing, too, is are the legacy guys to me – this is what I ask. Is, are the legacy Steph, guys going to come back and take the take a spot and LeBron going to take a spot and all of that? That's Durant going to take a spot? Yeah. No, I agree. And then are you going to put Ja over – a Halliburton or a Jalen Brunson when they if they go and like win a gold for you at this tournament. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think that's yeah. part of the reason why Jaron is playing now, right? Is just to position yeah. himself to be one of the people on the Olympic team. Next oh, I, I think Jaron. I think Jaron's going to be on the team. I really oh, I think Jaron's going to be on the Olympic team. Yeah, I do too. Um, but you know, to me, I, I, I've I've actually had lots of conversations. This is kind of like inside baseball, but like I've had lots of conversations with our bosses trying to figure out how big of a deal that would be. If John Jaron were on an Olympic team, like, do we need to be in Paris? Like, is this city going to go crazy over watching USA basketball? Or is it going to be closer to this summer? Because it is John Jaron, you know? I think, we, I think we need a whole team in Paris, Drew. At least two people in Paris is what I think. Well, I, I do think that that's the case. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they would definitely need to send, uh, send you and I both to Paris. Yeah. We can uh, hang out and eat crepes and whatever else um but okay chris thanks for joining me uh i'll be talking to chris tomorrow on the daily memphis memphis grizzlies podcast you have a good rest of your day all right thanks Drew. all right when we come back we'll talk to charles fishman this is drew hill filling in for jeff calkins on 92.9 fm espn when the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. 
Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host is Drew Hill from the Daily Memphian. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. Drew Hill filling in for Jeff Calkins on 92.9 FM ESPN. And now we have the pleasure of doing Fish on Friday on Tuesday. And welcoming Charles Hill. Fishman Drew with Hill. Drew Hill. With Drew Hill. No one. Charles. No one is filling in for Fishman. Fishman is doing himself. <laughs> yeah, he's doing himself. That's right. He's the only, the only Fishman. I am very excited to do this segment because I always feel like I learned so much from you. But uh, I'm also a little, little intimidated because I feel like you're one of the smartest people out there. And I'm going to come across stupid uh, as we talk about these things. But but let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. You, you, you demonstrated that you're not stupid this morning with your, with your, with your 27 bullet point list about whether you're ready to be a dad. <laughs> the one thing, the one, there, there's two things people don't always quite appreciate as they step into parenthood. I'm sure Jeffrey is not listening, but the first is a dirty little secret. And the dirty little secret is the first month, the first two months, the first three months, the baby doesn't give you much back, but demands a lot. After that, you turn a corner, smiles, chattering, engagement. But I, in our case, the, the, and we're at, we're at, uh, uh, where are we? 22 and 20 about, no. Yeah. 23, 23 and, and 21, um, or 22 and 24, maybe we're 22 and 24. I can't even remember anymore. Um, but the first three months were really, really, really hard. And the second thing is people talk about whether they're ready to be a parent as if, as if you're going to be handed a kind of sullen, evasive seventh grader or even <laughs> a furiously mischievous four-year-old racing around the house. You grow up as a parent with your child. You're handed an infant. The infant 
can't do anything for itself, but it just needs you to love it and feed it and change its diaper and make sure it's warm or cool, whatever it needs. And so, you know, you have a year ready for a one-year-old <laughs> and you have five years to get ready for a five-year-old. And, and, and everybody does it. It's okay. You, by the time, by the time the 14 year old arrives, you're a, you're a, you're a deeply veteran parent. I believe it. I believe it. You know what? This, it's funny you bring this up. This applies to my beat, the Memphis Grizzlies, because Desmond Bain said, Desmond Bain, star shooting guard, said this summer he wasn't really feeling his baby the first first few months of its life because it wasn't really doing anything for him. But now he's rocking with them. That's what he said. So there you go. And that's, that's kind of that's the same thing, except, I mean, my, my, dad, my dad was a little bit of an old-fashioned dad, um, uh, somebody, we, I, I forget who it was this morning who said their father didn't do anything. Uh, I used to, I used to notice if I would have to go to high school two or three times in one day for some reason, when both kids were in the same high school and I would just smile to myself and think, I don't think Dr. Lawrence Fishman could have found our high school in his car. <laughs> if, if my mom had said drive to the high school, he would have said, uh, really? How do I get there? And it was about, you know, a mile and a half from the house. Um, uh, so the, the world, the world has, has, uh, has definitely changed. And, um, and, that's, and that's a good thing. But, but by the time they're three or four months old, there's so much coming back. And, um, and my father used to say, you can't spoil a six month old. You can't spoil a nine month old, you know, just shower those children with a sense of love and security. And, and that makes everything easier when they're, when they're four and when they're 14 and then when they're 24. So I love it. I want to talk about, you sent me some stuff this morning. I want to talk I about, say you know, you've had the miniature Calkins experience. I sent you the list. I want to start. See, I, I drive the segment, and I can bully you into letting me drive the segment. I love it. Until I have to cut you off when we're done, in which case I'm so, going to yeah, have to yeah. cut you off. Or, 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 or move me along. We're done on this topic, Charles. Move on. Okay. So we're going to talk about cars, okay. car prices, car loans. Tell me, tell me you're, you're sort of a completely different generation than me. When you have bought cars, you and your fiancé, have you bought new cars or used cars? Uh, my last purchase was a used car, and I was still in college. I'm still driving the same car I was in college. So I was working summer wow. jobs. I was working okay. at the newspaper, local newspaper as an intern, so I wasn't making a ton of money. Um, and my parents helped me pay for it, but I, it was a used car. I bought it in Indiana. I traded in my old car. I think it was like it had like 40,000 miles on it at the time. I don't remember exactly what we paid what? for it. But it was. Do you know totally what car? What is? What's the year? What are you driving? 2011 Honda Accord. 2011 Honda Accord, a great car, a great car, good for you. Um, and what do you know? What your fiance is driving? She is driving a Hyundai Elantra, and she purchased it new and has since paid the car off. Okay. And what year is it? I believe it's 2012. So Hyundai's are Hyundai's are kind of secret. They have really come on. They were kind of considered not well-made, not reliable 15 years ago. And now they are really kind of the, the, the low-key, slightly less expensive version of a, of a Honda or Toyota. So you have newer cars than both my wife and I. <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, 
60 plus year old established professionals old enough to be your parents. I drive a 2007 Honda Odyssey and my wife drives a 2009 BMW three series that she absolutely loves. And, and you're, you're, but you're in this category. You're, you're being very careful not to waste money on cars in our family. Total. We have never had a car that had a screen or a backup camera. My kids wow. learn to drive and learn to parallel park and learn to back out of parking spaces and back into parking spaces by turning their neck around. <laughs> or looking in the mirror. Or, and, and looking in the mirror. Now, I would bet that neither does, – does your wife's car have a backup – have a camera? No. Nope. I, would, I, I would bet neither of those do. Right. Right. So, so that kind of dates us. Well, the news is – the news is really, really, really bad in the world of car purchases, car loans. American, American car spending is out of control. It's sort of Americans combined with the car companies. In 2018, so that's five years ago, two years before the pandemic, there were 12 new cars sold in the U.S., a dozen listed at $20,000 or less. You could buy a new car for $20,000 or less. Today, there is one, the Mitsubishi Mirage hatchback. In fact, the average price of a used car in America today is $27,000, a used car. I want to tell you, I don't think, I can't, I can't remember every car. It's possible way back when we spent 27 or 28 I think we had a new car once or twice. We just don't – if we buy anything even close to new, it's two or three years old. But the last three cars we've bought so, – so GM just said this week the average new General Motors car is sold, not listed, is sold for $52,000. That's wow. insane to me. Yeah. The last three cars we have bought in our family total do not total $52,000, but they're all used. They're all used. And so some of it has to do with how you feel about your, how you feel about your car. I really view a car as I want it to be reliable, but totally utilitarian. I don't need the zoom zoom. I need to do what I need to do. I want to have a good ride. I want to have a good radio. I want to have a good sound system. We, we have dogs. We always buy leather. So but why is God, the price? Could, why have these prices gone? It, it 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 has to do with both demand and the amount of cars they're making, correct? Right. Why, so why is so it so expensive? Both those things, right? So let's go to the used cars for just a minute. That twenty seven thousand average price is up thirty percent since the start of the pandemic, from twenty thousand to twenty seven thousand, um, and and that's crazy. Um, it is down amazingly. It's down 12% from a year ago. So used car prices are calming down. Right. You know, the, it, 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 it was this sort of terrible, you know, perfect storm. Um, we had the semiconductor shortage. People suddenly realized that everything in their car had semiconductors. I, I can literally remember I had a Honda Accord, not like yours, but it was a, a 96 or a 98, something like that. And, um, and I – for some reason, I got hand crank windows. This was a long time ago. So the Honda Accord had one motor in it, and the motor was under the hood. You think about 
just the number of little engines there are in a modern car, all the things that work, you know, that, that, that work with a motor, your windows have uh, uh, semiconductors in them, your radio has semiconductors, of course, the car has a control computer, the, you know, if you, if you have variable windshield wipers, semiconductors. So the semiconductor chip shortage meant the car companies couldn't make as many cars as people wanted to buy. And the people who were looking to buy cars cascaded into the used car market. And they drove the prices for used cars up, especially used cars that were two or three years old, right? Because a used car that's three years old might have 50,000 miles on it and, and they can make it seem like new, right? So, but here's the really bad news. The prices are going up, but we can't really afford these cars. The average car loan, either new or used, is now 68 months, five and a half years. It's insane. We, now, we want to buy, like, so my fiance, her car is not, she doesn't trust it, right? It's, right. it's, it's That's not a trustworthy thing, right? car. So right. we need a trustworthy car, especially as we're getting ready to get married. We're thinking about the future. What if we, you know, right. we, we, we want one dependable car. Right. I mean, but we also, we both have jobs that we lo- love, but I wouldn't consider us to be at the high end of what people are making. And so yeah, you're not ready to spend $52,000. No, no, we can't. We don't want, <laughs> we can't have a, we can't have a, a, a $500, right. $400, $450 car payment, especially since we have two older cars. Because what you need one reliable you might car. You need to replace the second one. But what right? if, you yeah. never know. So exactly. we can't. So we, we feel stuck. Honestly, we feel stuck right now. Well, the way to do it is to shop. So the average, it's interesting what you said, you can't afford a $450 car payment. The average car payment right now, this year, for Americans, new cars, $725 a month, used cars, $516 a month. Crazy. I, I think it's crazy. Wow. I think if your car payment is $500 a month and your term is five years, you bought too much car. And so, so I, I, but again, people feel differently about cars. To me, a, a car is what's called a depreciating asset. If you're, if you, if you have a, a $2,000 or $3,000 house payment, assuming the value of your house is stable or going up just a little bit, you're paying yourself the $3,000 by paying down the mortgage. Paying for the car, by the time you're done with a five-and-a-half-year loan on a car, the, the, the car's ready, you're, you're ready to trade the thing in and get a new car and get another car loan. So I, I would say the best advice is save, give yourself a car payment when you don't have one into, a save, into the car savings account so that when the time comes, you can put a bunch of money down and in terms of used cars, you know, uh, shop, shop and shop. Just watch what comes on the market. Yeah. Um, uh, and don't, you know, you're much better off investing in, in, in a college degree or a home um, than you are in a car. But that's crazy. And all those numbers are way up. The average car payment for an American now, this year, 725 a month. Just a year ago, it was 650 a month. And even that seems crazy. Here's the really bad news. Loan defaults just this year, car loan defaults are up. Loans that are 60 days or more in arrears, so you've missed two months or more, 
is up to 5.5%, the highest since 2009. So guess what? <laughs> Everybody agrees that we're buying cars we can't afford because some of us can't pay the loans. And here come student loan repayment. Yeah, uh, yeah we know about those, too. Start, starting in a month. Well, we so, have four minutes here, so if, we, if okay, you want one, to move on, one last four minutes. Thing, very interesting. People complaining online that they only get one key when they buy a new Toyota. The, the, chip, the chip shortage was so great that for the last almost a year, 10 months, Toyota's only given out one electronic key fob with each new car. I'll tell you what, if I paid $45,000 for a car and you handed me one key, I would be upset. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, you you want to do, uh, let's do this other weird story. This is a classic Wall Street Journal story um, from a couple of days ago. Recruiters are so eager to find job candidates that they're using dating sites. It's oh, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I do not have an account on Hinge or Tinder or Bumble. I'll be honest, but, I think you're gonna, you can learn a lo- hell of a lot about somebody from their dating profile. I, I don't hate it. It's a, I don't hate the title. Well, it's really, it's really, really interesting. That's what people said. People said you have to be subtle. And also that once you kind of connect with people and, and your friend is too, is, too, is too strong a word, but once you're chatting with people, once you're getting acquainted, asking where they work, how did they get that job, you know, pe- people seem open to it. Grinder says that 25% of the people on the app are there for networking. Tinder, just the opposite. Tinder says in its terms of use, please don't use Tinder for business connections, but people do. It's interesting that you react that way. The, the, the Wall Street Journal had another story um, today um, that opens with a woman who's looking for a user experience design job, a software, you know, a, a, a software job, a coding job, designing what it's like to, you know, enter a website. And she's applied to 2,000 jobs and had what they said was, quote, a handful of responses. So maybe she needs to use her social networks to find, to find a way in. Um, the, the funnest story of the week, uh, there's a zoo in eastern Tennessee, in exactly the opposite end of the state, Limestone, Tennessee, called Bright's Zoo, B-R-I-G-H-T-S, Bright's Zoo. And they are now home to something that no other zoo in the world has a spotless giraffe born at Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. You can go online and just Google spotless giraffe in Tennessee. It looks, the, 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 the giraffe looks just like a deer. It's, its hide looks just like a deer. None of those beautiful white, you know, brown mottled spots and white background. It's all brown, and it's the only one in the world. Uh, and they're running a contest on their Facebook page to name the deer. So you can vote. Um, and it's, it's really quite extraordinary. They're trying to call attention to uh, the plight of giraffes. Uh, there are only about 90,000 giraffes in the wild in the whole world. So there you go. Wow. Nice. Nice. Pretty cool. You're talking to a giraffe expert here. Jawraff expert, I should say. Oh, yeah. We named it Jawraff. There you go. Jawraff, if you remember that one. So pretty awesome. Maybe we can name that 
uh, Grizzlies fans can get online and name that after one of the Grizzlies players. Too. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Well, thank you, Fish, for joining us. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> My to talk pleasure. To you. Thanks for hosting, Drew. Yep. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. Coming up next. Uh, next on the shows, we've got uh, the game. Let me hit the little button here. I've got the. Here's what's coming up. There we next. There we go. Uh, Gabe has Christian Fowler from Bluff City uh, at six o'clock to talk Tigers. Uh, Giannon and Jeffrey Connor Dunning is going to sit in in the part of of Jeffrey Wright today at two o'clock. So Connor is going to join. Um, Mark Giannato at 2 o'clock from 2 to 4, the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Next, you have Jason and John. Jessica Benson joins us to talk about the Grizzlies. Adam Chernoff on NFL Bets at uh, 12.30. Bobby Marks from ESPN will join us at 1.25 oh, uh, on ESPN to talk about Jaron and the FIBA and the uh, NBA and the Grizzlies. Drew, excellent job, my yeah, friend. Thanks to everybody for coming on today. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Fish. Until Thursday, I'll see you guys on the Jason and John Show. They're up next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.